podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gallagher Shot YouTube and podcast. We are back with another match preview on the channel. Uh, Daryl, it has been a great week for Newcastle United. Oh, just a bit. Um, back down to Premier League action, this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a bit of a different game approaching. Uh, but before we get into it, I do have to tell everybody that the Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Mag pin the go-to site for high quality unofficial enamel pin badges of newcastle united players legends and retro kits they have just released two new pin badges as well so both of them geordie boys aye so sean longstaff and dan Byrne have a pin badge eventually <laughs> in preparation for wembley but that's a whole different podcast and video which we will be doing on that so yeah, Daryl, Saturday night brings another game under the floodlights at St. James's Park. I seem yeah. to be getting a lot of these thanks to the cup run. I think the next three are the same. Yeah. Um, welcome to West Ham. So if we'll look yeah. at West Ham since since the start, of, well, since the restart. Yes. I was going to say start of the season, but the, the restart mm-hmm. of the season since the World Cup break. Haven't been firing on all sound cylinders, mate. Not quite. Um, in terms of just the Premier League, they've only got one win. In the Premier League since the restart, just after uh, well, around Christmas time there, um, and that was a win against Everton. You know, really, who isn't beating Everton these days? Um, but again, you know, they've had a couple of results in the FA Cup because they're through with the fifth round as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of the Premier League, it's one win in six, I think it is. And I think you know that they have been struggling for form. They have been struggling with um, a few issues across the pitch. Um, a lack of goals for one as, as well. Um, they've, they've sort of come back a little bit in the last few games because I think you know they the scored a couple against Everton and a couple against Derby yeah. in the cup there. And uh, you know, there's a couple of danger men that we need to be wary of. But you know, the way our defence has been, I think we can it. all look at that this West Ham side and think that they're underperforming. I yeah. was expecting to, to be a lot higher in the Premier League than what they are currently. If halfway over halfway in the season now, and West Ham sits 16. Considering how well they did mm. last season, um, you know, they were pushing into Europe and, and, and qualifying for Europe last season. They've just had a really terrible I don't know if it's because they haven't been able to cope with the schedule with Europe as well. Yeah. Um, but they just it, it's almost as if they didn't quite muster up the resources to cope with the two competitions. So we're saying sat in sixteenth, but just a, a couple of points or one point I think it is off, off mm-hmm. the relegation zone itself. They're having a torrid season. Oh yeah, I an mean, the West Ham fans are and trying not to panic too much, but it's hard not to. I mean, you know, we've been there, we've been in that situation it's where one you of those kind of go. Where you were told that the season where you got relegated, where don't panic, your team's good enough to get out of it. Yeah, was it <laughs> clearly not because we didn't get out yeah. of it in the end. Um, but there's so many similarities between between them and, and even Everton at the minute. I know Everton not sitting nineteenth, mm-hmm. but how far those two clubs have dropped in recent years is yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It really is. Um, but yeah, they do sit that they've won five, drawn three, and lost 12 this season. Those are bad stats. Really bad. I mean, in any other sort of season, you'd be thinking there'd be a dead cert for relegation. Um, mm. It just so happens that there's a few other teams down there with them who are performing a lot worse than they are. Um, I think if it wasn't, you know, I hate diving on Everton on this, but if it wasn't for the likes of your Everton's and your Nottingham Forest, then there'd be 
Well, I think not basically the other teams doing worse honest, than you. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and again, like you say, is, is are they too good to go down? Well, nobody's too good to go down. We we mm. know that from experience. Yeah, and um, but if if we look back over the, the last handful of fixtures of, of West Ham, they've just had a, a cup win in the fourth round of the FA Cup against Derby, two 0 away victory, and um, before that, like you mentioned, Daryl as well, two 0 home win mm-hmm. against Seven. Everybody wins against Seven these days. Might change, but probably won't. Um, then a defeat of Wolves, who who's fighting that relegation battle with them. So it looks like they don't travel well. Yeah. And yeah. they're traveling to St. James's Park, mate. And that's not a great place to try and get. No, absolutely not. Not at the minute. Result. Not at the minute. Um, you know, the place, I mean, God, to, to, to put them under a 5.30 kickoff as well with, mm. with everybody yet again having another full day on it, well, preparing for it and yeah. being being out and in the it, afternoon and wasn't even more. Oh, God. No. I mean... The, the question you would ask about us is, is there going to be any sort of hangover? But I don't think there will be. I don't think Eddie would allow it. You know, we, mm. we've, we've talked about this sort of thing before where Eddie holds such high standards at the club now that I don't think him, his staff, even the players are into that now that they won't allow themselves to have any sort of hangover about this and they'll be ready to go and do a professional mm. job. Um, the, the thing which I want to touch on first from Newcastle United is, is obviously the elephant in the room. We're missing Bruno yeah. for this one. So, so Bruno starts his three-game ban. Um, it's it's a difficult one because Bruno has been such a key player for us. Mm-hmm. But now we have to learn to adapt to these sort of situations. Yeah. We can't always rely on Bruno. So how do you think that the midfield will line up? Well, in, in terms of how they'll line up, I think you'll probably see Joe Linton certainly drop back in there. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Eddie plays this. Does he go with Joe Linton, Willock and Longstaff and then bring St. Maximin in? Or does he throw Anthony Gordon, Gordon in and, and give him a debut because we know he can and do a job on that side as well? Or was he Murphy? Yeah, times as yeah. Well. Um, and I think in terms of the dynamic of how the absence of Bruno will affect the team, it point everybody in the direction of the second half against Fulham mm. when we lost Bruno to injury. Yeah. And, and you sort of saw a shift in how we were playing at the time. Um, there was certainly a little loss of the bite that Bruno brings to midfield in, in his role. Um, it was the bite that got him sent off. Well, that's it. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, we coped against Fulham, I think, because we'll now have a, a few days on the training pitch to work on that. I think we'll be more prepared. If you if you are a betting man, how are you going for this one in regards to positioning? Um, I'll let you know my thoughts. Go on then. I'll let you go first. So I think that Gordon is going to be eager to get some minutes in a, in a black and white shirt, mm-hmm. yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Gordon come straight in. On the other side of that, we know how reserved Eddie can be with new arrivals yeah. at the club, where he, he takes his time. But we'll have to remember that Anthony Gordon has Premier League experience. It's not like Bruno or Botman, or, yeah. uh, the way where they were slowly introduced to the team. I think Anthony Gordon could walk straight into that that position now because of the history which he has in the Premier League the last yeah, couple of seasons. Absolutely. So I wouldn't be shocked to see that. I, I would agree with you there. And I think, I don't know if he'll do it, but I think we might just see a slight tweak to how how the lads line up. So as you know, at the minute, we're, we're playing with a 4-3-3, but it's sort of like a, a three with a deep player, which is Bruno like most of the player, time. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we might just see a slight switch and we might have... Um, Joe Linton and Longstaff is the two slightly deeper men mm-hmm. and then in the little hole in front of them you would then either say a Willock or a Gordon yeah. and then if Eddie wants to have that flexibility that he has currently with Joe Linton and Willock he could then have um, Willock and Gordon sort of swapping around mm-hmm. between the centre and the left 
which would still give him that flexibility and, and, and still give him a bit of a change up if he needs to on the yeah. pitch. Any shouts for the possibility of Alan St. Maximin starting? I a think, lot of fans have been eager for this moment. Yeah, I think it's a strong one. And I think if, if he isn't, certainly if he isn't going to go for Anthony Gordon, I think it'll be Alan St. Maximin who'll start. And I think I think he's probably about time that he got that chance. Um, you know, he came on against um, Southampton in that second leg on, on Wednesday. And, you know, he, he, he would have had more of an impact if we hadn't have suffered the sending off yeah. as we did. Um, but I think... Strange, might... strange time in the game as yeah, well. Yeah, that's it. And I, it's, I know it, it, it is a difficult one to think about, but I think, you know, if, if he wants to go down that safe route, then he's going to go down the, the route of having um, Anson Maxman on the ring to, to start. The only thing, and, and I'm a fan of, of, of Maxi, I, 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 um, only issue which I have is, is you lose a lot of dynamics across that midfield. Yeah, yeah, you because do. We're, we're, and I know we're going to lose any because Bruno's not there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a bit too much. To tr- obviously, we're losing Bruno. If you start shifting Willick, uh, Joe Linton, and and putting Saint on the left hand side, you're going to lose a lot of of yeah the defensive work from that. And and yes, people might jump in and say oh, we've seen Saint defend. We we'll have a couple of times yeah. in a game, but not to the degree what we're seeing mm-hmm. from Willick and, and Joe Linton. Um, so so I'd argue all day with that one. So I don't know. I mean, I'm. Flip of a coin. It is. It really is. And I'm the same. And, you know, I mean, we could try and pin it on it, but we'll probably be wrong no matter what way we go, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You, know, you know what it's like these days. And I think, you know, you're, you're talking about missing Bruno there. We, we still don't know. There's still a question mark over Isak as well, up front. You know, that we, we'd never really had it confirmed as a concussion injury, which would mean he would need to have seven days of rest. And um, we just had it said as a head injury so we don't really know what that means and i'm supposing so we'll, we'll find probably out. will find that tomorrow morning yeah when, when this goes out we're recording thursday night just before eddie how does his press conference normally on the friday morning um but i would imagine that isaac is out mm. for the seven days um if people don't realize if it is a, a concussion substitution which you use that seven days rest from that yeah. moment so um, i'd be very surprised if we say isaac involved whatsoever which means callum wilson gets his start again yeah top do you think it, let's say if he's like was available, do you think that would change Eddie's approach to this one, or do you think that he sticks by Callum Wilson? I think he would probably stick by Callum Wilson. And the main reason I would say that is because it's funny enough that Callum Wilson likes to score against West Ham. Mm, he um it's he's, it's one of his favorite teams to score against, and he he's known for getting the goals against West Ham. So want to get one up against yeah, as well. Yeah, well, of course. Anthony, Antonio, yeah, yeah, he'll he'll want to get one up on him for sure. Um so I think it it's it sets itself up well. That it should be Callum Wilson who'll start. Mm. Any other changes? Um, there's no other force changes. I no, there's no other force that. changes. I don't think we really need to worry about making any other changes about that. You know, the back four and the goalkeeper speak for themselves. Um, I think they'll have a point to prove that now that the the goal drought, or the the clean sheet is uh, the the run is over, so to speak. Um, I'll still hold up the fact that he hasn't conceded in next Premier, Premier League games yeah. now. So. Um, but yeah, I think the back five, you know, it speaks for itself. It, it, you don't have to worry about them at all, really. Mm. I, I think once again, though, like, like we'll highlight on the, on the very start of this one, fans, huge saying it once again. Like you mentioned there that it, they're going to have a skinful. Uh, the, the fan base will have a few bites <laughs> before the game. Um, probably a lot more than a few, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody's on cloud nine yeah. at the moment. Party mode. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And the players will thrive off that. And St. James' Park has became a fortress. This yeah. season, it really has done. And like you mentioned, Nick Pope, yes, he did concede the other day. Um, in the drive over, we we spoke about this that 
it was always going to take that sort of goal. Yeah, it was. It was always going to take something like a, a potluck sort of mm. effect, wasn't it really? Like a, some sort of attempt like that where it was just out of nowhere, really. I didn't realise how good that goal was until I watched it back when I got home. Yeah, I mean, the way... Harry's out in the corner. The way you hear it, I mean, the only reason it, it, it sort of arrows into the corner the way it does is because he actually strikes across it and he gets mm. that swerve when he makes the contact with the ball. And, you, you know, when he first hit it, I thought, oh, it's Harry, it's going wide. And then all of a sudden it just went, whoop, it just... That, just yeah diverted itself into the bottom corner. It's such a good finish, man. Got to give him all the credit in the world for how do. good of a finish of it was. Um, if we look at West Ham, though, I think one of the players which which we need to watch out for is Jared Bourne. Yeah. He, he knows where the back of the net is. He, he really does. And he, he does, he, yeah. He could be quite dangerous. He's, he's come into a little bit of form recently as well with those two mm-hmm. games that you mentioned. There. He's, he's, got a, he's got himself involved in some of the goals there. Um, and he's fast as well. He, he's a pacey little man that he is. And um, it's interesting because I, I don't know how he'll set up with who partners him up front because it'll either be Skamaka or Antonio, you would think. And like like we said before, that they're hit and miss themselves at the minute. Yeah. And, and, and Bowen seems to be the only one that's capable of getting their goals at the minute. Yeah. Uh, unlike uh, Newcastle, um, like like we mentioned, but we scored two mm-hmm. on, on Wednesday night and we have been struggling for, for goals uh, since since the, the restart, we could argue, because Callum Wilson hasn't yeah. been firing. Is this going to be the game where he finds the back of the net? I think when you look at the history of him and West Ham, I think it could well be the game where he starts to find the net again. And I wouldn't put it past him to get a couple Yeah, on, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to keep these sort of performances up because, yes, we're all buzzing and absolutely short of bits to, to reach the final of the League Cup there. But the Premier League is such a, a huge competition for us as well this yeah, year because yeah. we are challenging. We're challenging for, I'm not going to say title because we're not. Um, well, technically, could be classed as a title race. So, Man U are classing as title race. Well, yeah. Newcastle United are as well. But if you look at the fan base, we're just focused on these European spots, and that's not just Champions League. We're looking at all European yeah, spots. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's such such is the way that we're going at the minute. Right? I think it's, it's fair to say that we're probably ahead of the schedule that the hierarchy have in, in place for Massively it. Um, but yeah, any any sort of European qualification this season would be an absolute miracle, really. Um, I love where we are now and I, I'd love to think that we will get into the Champions League come the end of the season. But again, at the same time, we're just on this roller coaster and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it, really. Yeah. Thrilled to be strapped in. Strapped oh, yeah. in on the roller strapped coaster. Strapped in and up and down, up and down, but staying up most of the time. <laughs> um, it was great to see Sean Langstaff get a couple as well. Um, yeah, has been missing the target quite a bit recently. Um, so he kept on getting in those positions, kept on missing. That advice he got from Alan Shearer has definitely worked, hasn't it? Of course it, it does. Imagine <laughs> just having Shearer's number we can oh. just text him. Girac can't score. What, what uh, do I do? Alan, what do I do, man? How it worked. It absolutely, absolutely. Worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so great for him to bag a couple, and he's going to continue this. He's going to continue to get in these positions. Of course, he is. Yeah, he and is. now that obviously, it's he's got that weight off his shoulders now because that must have been tough for him getting oh, those yeah. opportunities and missing every single one. The, the way he missed some of them as well, where hmm. and you could see when you when you know it's when you read this. when you read about what he's said about what Shira was saying to him about how he's put too much focus on trying to to place it and pick a spot rather than just hitting it at the goal and seeing mm. what can happen. Um, and he's certainly taken the centre-forwards advice on that. Um, and, you know, you, you think about some of them ones, like the ones against Fulham, for example, yeah. where he sort of skied it from within 12 yards. And you think, against Lester, right, yeah, right? yeah, in there as well. And, you know, it's, it's just nice to see him get on that score sheet. And we know that he's got more in his locker because... The goals that we've seen him score on Wednesday were both inside the box, and we know that we he does have the ability to get them from a little yeah. bit further out as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. So if we start to wrap it up, if we go for our score predictions, mm-hmm. I'll let you go first. I'm going to go 3-0 Newcastle. 
Three. Three. Okay, and who are your goal scorers going to be? So I sort of hinted earlier that I thought Callum Wilson would get a brace, and I think that is going to happen. And I'm going to go with... I might go with a debut goal for Anthony Gordon. When he All comes right, on, okay. If he comes on later in the game. Yeah. Shout. I think everybody will, will, will definitely want that and snatch yeah. your hand off. That was gifted on a plate. Um, I'm with you. I think it's going to be another Newcastle dominant performance. I don't think we'll score three. I think it'll be 2 0. Um, but I think we'll dominate from, from goal start scorer. to finish. Um, goal scorer, I'm going to go Callum Wilson. I'm backing him. The goals will come eventually. They have to because yeah. he's. I think with Callum Wilson, it hasn't just been an issue of, of missing the target. It's His first touch has, has been a yeah. bit poor recently as well. He just doesn't seem that. He, the player that, that's returned from the World Cup is definitely not the one that went to the yeah, World absolutely. Cup because yeah, he, agree, he was yeah. unbelievable on, on that run up uh, to the break. Um, but it'll come. Mm-hmm. Of course, it'll come. Um, just like it did for Longstaff. He got his opportunities and took them. So I think Wilson will, will, will definitely get bag one. And I I don't think this will happen, but I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. I want Botman to get on the score sheet. I think it's, yeah, you know, it is. It's been coming and it would be nice for it to happen now. For for the defensive unit, which will have those two centre back pair, and you've got Dan Byrne that's six foot seven, and I think Botman's six three or something yeah. like that. The big lads. Yeah. The, the very rarely hit the target from, from corners and set pieces. Mm-hmm. So I think the time the time has come for, for, for Sven Botman to get his name on that score sheet. Yeah, I like the sound of it. I'll be buzzing, absolutely buzzing for him. The rest of the lads have had one in that defensive well, yeah, lineup. Like... So let's get Botman one as well. Yeah. Uh, if not, I'll go with you, mate, Gordon. I, I think Gordon will make an appearance at some point. He has to. Yeah. Um, He's even, ready to go. Like you said, he's absolutely he's ready to go from the off. But even if we'll it's see. just a handful of minutes towards the end of the game, yeah. he'll be involved at some point. But like we said at the start, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start this fixture. I really yeah. wouldn't. Um, but yeah, anything that you would like to add before we wrap it up? Um, nah, I think we're all right, aren't we? Just get ready and enjoy the game. Did you think that this this moment would, would not happen in, in relation to, to this roller coaster? We're still on the incline. I know. We're, we're still going. <laughs> I didn't think it would happen as quick as it has, mind. And I think, you know, a lot of we're in that boat. Um, we're always waiting for something bad to happen really Yeah, weird. yeah. And, and you know, you were thinking at one point on, on Wednesday night, you're thinking, mm, what's, is, is, it gonna, is this is it going to happen now? And it, it hasn't. It's just, we're just going. It's just, we just keep going up and up. And uh, we've got the crescendo of Wembley at the end of the month, which I hope just, well, I think we'll be all right. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in for this one and watching, or if you're all watching back or listening back to, to this podcast. It means a lot to, uh, to us for you joining uh, alongside me and Daryl tonight. And if you just want to like the video, it means a lot to us. Uh, if you want to go an extra step further, become a subscriber. We're close to 10,000. I think we're only about 400 away this close. from 10,000. This close to 10,000. Really, 000. really Come on. close. If you want to give it a bit extra back, you can become a member. It's just 2.99 a month. You get early access to videos like this one. You get bonus content content you also get access to the telegram group which is basically um, a bit like whatsapp but not um it's been buzzing and, since wednesday isn't it? oh it's been buzzing since the start of the season um <laughs> and, and i think we're all going to be arranging some sort of meetup as well yeah uh, for everybody that isn't traveling down to london via that telegram group as well uh, so thanks everybody see you next time how are the lads bye Podcast Network.